The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got the sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Hello. Hey there, Mitch. And this week on the show, we will be discussing the a little bit of news from the NBA. It sounds like some things will be getting pushed back. We'll give you some more details on that. And then we'll do a quick playoff check-in. We'll go through a few of the series speak our minds a little bit, see how it relates to the Suns. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. All right, so what's getting pushed back? The draft and the NBA Combine. We've had a lot of questions on how this is going to work, and we're getting a few vague answers lately. So Woj had a tweet that just said the NBA is still tentatively targeting a November 18th draft, but that date could still move. Woj using his favorite word, targeting. Uh, Anyway, November 18th is what they're aiming for, and who knows if it'll stay there or not. Um, The start of next season also is probably going to be pushed back. Um, I've heard people say there's no way it'll start any earlier than Christmas. So we just kind of have to wait and see on that. But the NBA Combine, I think, might even be a bit more interesting. So Sham Sharanya, everyone knows Shams, um, tweeted, Sources, the NBA is planning for draft combine process beginning later this month with two parts. One, mid-September to early October, in-market medicals and on-court with virtual interviews, and then mid-October mid-October to draft date, in-person interviews, no workouts. So this could have somewhat of an effect on the Suns. Yeah, it's really interesting that there will be no private or team workouts at all. It seems like in the past, just an estimate, Suns seem to bring in up to 50 guys during the workout process just to get them all in there. They run them in groups. Some guys get actual private ones. So without that, it's going to, it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see more details about the combine, exactly how it's all going to go down and what they're going to see the extent of scrimmages. So that, that'll be some interesting news to come into, but man, this draft in general is going to be, so much different than all the other ones. There's all this extra time to prepare, but with less footage and tape on these guys, period. So, man, it's this could be a really weird draft. Yeah, it definitely will be. And we don't have, like, a clear-cut top few players like usual. Um, you know, even the number one pick, it's not super clear who that's going to be. Uh, some people think it's going to be LaMelo Ball, but, you know, we don't know. 
Um, so every mock draft is looking super different at this point. And I think it actually does impact a team like us because picking at 10, there's not like a certain guy that we're super high on. I don't think it's, it would be really nice to have guys come in and scrimmage against some of our guys and have those workouts. So it's going to be tough to not be able to bring in as many as we normally would not have those full team workouts and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, since this will be, we don't know exactly how this is all going to go down with the workouts and interviews. It's so up in the air, but another thing that is totally up in the air along with, or in line with the draft date is when is the NBA salary cap going to be set? That's something that needs to happen sooner than later. So all these other boxes can get checked because teams don't know how much they'll have to be paying their draft picks. You can, so you can't trade anything. It's a, and this, it ties in with free agency and everything else. So, yeah, I also think about the college guys who, you know, are are looking for that opportunity to test the draft waters because that rule changed recently where they can declare for the draft but then decide to go back to college and play more. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, college basketball hasn't decided anything super clearly yet either. So I really feel for those guys who wanted to test the waters. Yeah, and... You know, even the guys who have declared for the draft, they're more or less out of school and unemployed right now. Right. Yeah. They could, uh, in a normal year, be getting ready for a paycheck by now. I, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but, you know, they're they're making money by now on their rookie deal. We haven't seen yeah. any of that yet. That, that must be tough. That's a good point. And, yeah, college is super disjointed right now, too. If we look at college football, I was actually watching a couple games today, and certain conferences are still playing. Others have postponed. I don't know. Like Someone on Twitter gave a good example of like the Big Ten said it's not safe to play football this year, so Iowa wasn't playing. But 38 miles away, Iowa State played a game today, and it was, I guess, no big deal. They lost, but... You know, the Big 12 is like, nope, we're playing. So I I don't know how that's going to work for college basketball. We're a little ways off, but I mean, not all that much. It starts in November usually. So it's weird. Yeah, 100% it's weird. And mm-hmm. we're just along for the ride. We get to see what happens. Yeah, that's right. But I also think about a guy like um Philip Petrusev from Gonzaga he was one of those guys who had decided he wanted to test the draft waters and then maybe go back to college. But he just scrapped all that. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go play in Europe. So he's going to play in Europe for a year. He he might still get drafted this year, but if not, he'll go play in Europe professionally for a year. And maybe next year he'll be looking at the draft. So I, I wouldn't be super surprised if more guys went that route. No, and... You kind of look at it like LaMelo did, like RJ Hampton's doing. Guys, you know, mm-hmm. giving it a shot over there rather than attend college, but maybe it mm-hmm. stands stems a little further this year due to the coronavirus deal. Yeah, and the financial stuff, you know, go make, you don't make nearly as much money in Europe, but you still make a lot of money. 
So. Sure. And that has me wondering if guys who have declared already and they have agents signed, I wonder if the agents take care of them a little bit in a situation like this. I really wonder how that goes. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't you'd, know. You'd hope so because, I mean, you're you're a month or so away from a pretty fat contract, and that agent's going to get a pretty nice percent of that, or however that situation goes. So. Right. Hopefully, everybody's getting taken care of. Yeah, I mean, you would think the agents would be working harder because you know their their life, their wealth, their financial stability is on the line here. You know, so. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. But like I said, November 18th is the day that they're aiming for the draft, and we still don't know when next season will start, but no earlier than Christmas is what we're hearing. That seems like a long ways away from right now, but yes, and there's still basketball being played, but that's it right. still seems like that's going to be a long ways. But, you know, we'll, we'll live. We'll live. We will. We will. And we've got football season starting. Mm-hmm. So Yes. Dolphins tomorrow, or Dolphins yesterday, (laughs) Yesterday. Broncos tonight. There we go. Go Broncos. Go Dolphins, I suppose. Yeah, you can can deal with that. I'll root for them. Thank you. Larry Zonka from the 1972 team, University of Wyoming alum. That was my dad's favorite player. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a big fan of the Dolphins, too, just because, you know, undefeated season, Larry Zonka. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, you know what? It's Jim Kick. Jim Kick was the one who went to Wyoming. But Larry uh, Zonka, you look at him and you're like, oh, he seems like a Wyoming kind of guy. Yeah, he, he seems he like a – he was brought up in the north. I'd put good money on that. That's yeah. a guy who went through some cold winters and it, it turned him into a beast of a man. Yeah. The league looks a lot different nowadays. We're not <laughs> I formation anymore. We're not seeing uh, that wishbone – formation triple flex right. anyway <laughs> leather helmets okay yeah playoff Super check-in <laughs> playoff check-in yes. playoff check-in let's talk a little bit about what has been going on in the nba and we'll start in the western conference we'll just run through things a little bit see how things relate to our sons uh the the first series on the docket here lakers versus blazers Blazers give the Lakers a run for their money in that first game. They get the win. Everybody's thinking, man, are they going to make a – is this going to be an upset? Are the underdogs going to pull through? But no, the Lakers turn it on. They win the next four, and that's the end of the series. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers are really good. I would have liked to be there instead of the Blazers, but whatever. Yeah, you can't get too hung up about it because – do the Suns stand much of a chance against the Lakers in a seven-game series? No. 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 Could we what could we have won more than one game? Maybe. Uh maybe two. Maybe, maybe, maybe two. And that's where we end that and we yep. move on to <laughs> Rockets versus Thunder. And this was a great series, ended up going seven games, and the Thunder end up winning game seven. And Let's just skip right to it. There's a couple of, couple guys on this team who have been linked to the Suns, one long-term, two just recently from a, not the greatest source on Twitter, but we'll bring it up. First off, though, Gallo. Danielo, Danielo Gallinari 
had a up and down series here. He had a couple games where he scored about 20 and looked like himself, but he really kind of just shriveled up in a few of the games. It's a little worrisome, but I don't know. What do you think? Is Gallo a player that you'd like to see on the Suns still? Yeah, I think I would. Especially if we're, I mean, if we're not able to bring back some of our big men like Dario, I think Gallo is maybe, he plays a little bit differently than Dario, but maybe a touch better. They're both usually pretty good shooters, pretty streaky though. Dario might be a touch more versatile, maybe a little bit better of a playmaker. And Gallo, I think Gallo is a little bit bigger, but yeah, I mean, I like him. I would be opposed to, you know, kicking the tires on this. I, I don't know if he's a guy I'd want to pay a ton of money to. That's that's my one hang-up. And I have a feeling that he'll get a decent contract somewhere and the prospects of joining the Suns might not look too good to him. But, man, if, if Kelly Oubre is staying on this roster for this season and the way we saw Cam Johnson play in the bubble, I'm... I'm pretty content with that at our four spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah. For the right price, I'd definitely consider him. But the the other guy that was recently brought up is it's a whole lot juicier and it's something kind of fun to think about. What about Chris Paul? The Thunder, do, they don't really need to keep him around. It seems like that'd be going against a long-term the the long-term health of the team. If they can cash in a little bit right now, maybe that isn't such a terrible idea. And apparently the Suns have been linked to this a little bit, that they might be interested in throwing together a trade package for him. Um, I Right now, I don't even know what it would take to get this trade to happen, but is it a trade that you'd be willing to make? No. I'd rather have Rubio. He's it's younger. one or the other for sure. Yeah. Rubio's younger. Chris Paul is probably a little bit better, but I like Rubio a lot and he's younger and they put up pretty similar numbers this year. So I'm not interested in 35 year old Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm not totally either, but there was one comment I saw on the sun subreddit that gave me a bit of pause and it was, if you get Chris Paul on the team, you're probably not going to miss the playoffs again. That's the only reason why I'd want to dive into someone like Chris Paul. But again, long-term, it doesn't make much sense. I think Booker is probably the most content with the roster that he's ever been. And, you know, adding all, all Chris Paul's 35 million or whatever he's making... That just seems like it'd be a little too much. And while it might be successful, it's still not a championship team. It's not taking the ultimate step. It's, you know, getting into the playoffs. And, I mean, Chris Paul with the Thunder, they couldn't get out of the first round. As much as I like the idea of making the playoffs, it's not – signing Chris Paul isn't the way to make it. Right. And I think we could make the playoffs – Actually, with the roster we have right now. If we were in the East. If we were in the East, for sure. <laughs> but even, I mean, next year, I'm pretty optimistic. Like, I think we could be the eight seed next year. 
that it doesn't seem like the West is going to get much worse, but with the step that we took in the bubble and the prospects of, you know, adding a couple nice pieces next year, who says that we can't take that step? I'm, I'm honestly more optimistic than I've been in a long time heading into right. next season, but I still think it'll be a battle to get a playoff spot. It will be, but I just think if you look at teams that we, we were kind of competing with, I think we're better than them. We're, I think we're a lot better than the Kings. I think we're a lot better than the Spurs. I think we're better than the Blazers. Teams like that, I think we're just going to be able to to be a step ahead of next year. I mean, it's tough because like the Mavericks were the seventh seed in the West, right? And they were good. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I just I think we're better than the Blazers. It's that's a tough argument. It is. It is because they're good. They are good. And, you know, them getting older versus us getting older, they're getting closer to moving out of their primes. Well, we're moving into our primes. Right. So that's that's something to be hopeful for. Maybe yeah. maybe we're not better than the Blazers next year, but the year after that, if we're if we keep this squad around, I'd put put some good money on that. Yeah. All right, moving along to the Nuggets versus Jazz series. This was another seven-game series. And uh, just a note on these seven-game series, that is a lot for these teams to come through. I'm trying to remember who was getting interviewed. And they said, "How are you ready for your game? Was it the La- against the Lakers on Saturday? And then he was so surprised that the game was just a, yeah. a day like, away. Yeah, he's play on Saturday? Who was that? Yeah. I can't. I can't remember. I, actually, I think it was Jamal Murray. I want to say it was Jamal Murray, and I think it was in this series that we're talking about. I may be wrong. Someone can correct me, but I'm pretty sure it was Jamal Murray. And they were saying, "Are you ready for the next game on Saturday?" He's like, "We play on Saturday." Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That was Jamal. Yeah, that was uh, like when seeing his genuine surprise to that made me realize, like, wow, these dudes are going all out. I remember playing basketball tournaments when I was a kid and it was three games in four days or something like right. that. And right. I remember I like as a teenager, I'd be pretty doggone tired after all that. And these guys are, you know, some of them are past their primes, but they're grown men doing this 48 minutes a night every other night for yeah. months. It's it's going to take a toll. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I bet this feels like a camp to them. Totally. I remember going to like camps where you'd play multiple games in the day or tournaments when you played like travel ball at like a younger age, you know, yeah. uh, and just playing like a bunch of games over a weekend. And I just remember like I have this memory of going to a camp at the University of Wyoming. I was probably in eighth grade or something. And they had this deal where after dinner you could go and like, check in at this table we stayed in the dorms and it was just like in the entryway of one one of the dorms and they had a big cooler full of gatorades and they'd time you for like 30 seconds and you would try to pick up as many as you could and you could take whatever you could hold in that amount of time (laughs) and i remember getting like eight gatorades or something and i i drank all of them (laughs) because i'd have to go back the next day and we'd play you know, we do a bunch of drills and we'd play three or four games and it was exhausting. I, 
throwing it back. I remember a summer tournament or a summer camp where we played, it was either two or three games in one day. And it was in the summer and in South Dakota where it does get above 100 degrees and it's incredibly humid. And we were in this crummy old gym up in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And after those games, I remember stepping out of the gym, taking my shirt off and literally wringing it out. Like it was, it was disgusting in there and just, Uh but you know, these guys are staying in pretty nice hotels. They're playing one game a day. They're hopping in the cryogenic chamber or whatever in the world that (laughs) stuff is. They're probably, they're probably okay. They're well taken care of for sure. But it's still a lot though. Mentally. The other thing that's, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, of course, man. Yeah. I mean, like Paul George said, when he was in that slump, like he was depressed and I can understand that, you know, I I could see that happening pretty easily, especially being away from your family for so long. And if you're not playing well and this is all you're doing, everything is about basketball. I get it. And as easy as it is for us fans to talk smack when a guy shuts off his Instagram comments or something like Man, I'd be doing the same thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right. So, Nuggets versus Jazz. There's one guy in from the Jazz who's going to become a free agent who I have some minimal interest in, and it's it's mainly because I just want the Suns to fill this position. I, I think we need a combo guard. And I kind of like what Jordan Clarkson can do a little bit. I don't want him to be, I don't want him to, I don't want him on the floor with Booker ever, honestly. Yeah. But off the bench uh, in a scoring role, I think that would be a great fit for us. And he's not a, I don't love how we're throwing out Javon Carter as a backup shooting guard. I just like seeing a little more size on the court, and Clarkson has a few inches on that. I just like the idea of a, a nice combo guard to kind of balance our roster out a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I remember even when Clarkson was on the Lakers talking about bringing him in and kind of wanting him. I wouldn't mind. We probably wouldn't have to pay him a ton either. Yeah, I wonder what he'll go for. and He, he can be a chucker. That's pretty well known, but yeah, put him in the right system you know, under the right leaders, and maybe he's a guy that turns the Suns into a playoff team like we want. Right, and I mean, Javon Carter can be a chucker sometimes, too. Very so, true. Yeah, I I would not mind Clarkson. I don't like seeing Javon play the backup shooting guard role. He's better in the point guard role, and I think we all know that, so I wouldn't mind Clarkson at all. I'm surprised this series went seven games, though. I, like, the Jazz lost so many guys to injury. Yeah. They put up a good fight. They did, and, man, I... The whole Mike Conley thing is... It's just so weird to me that yeah. they made that move to bring him in, and he never really quite got it going, but he had a few good games in the playoffs, which you're like, oh, okay, that's Mike Conley. I remember him. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like it was... You know, a, a horizontal or nearly a lateral move getting rid of Rubio and replacing him with Conley. Yeah, I think Rubio was better this year even. That's Yeah, that's fair to say. Yeah. 
Who thought Rubio was going to shoot 36% from downtown this year, though? That's <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's let's, true. Let's hope he does it again next year. Yeah, maybe 40. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next series on the docket here. We got Clippers versus Mavericks. This one got chippy. There was a whole lot of crap, more or less, that happened in this series, but... I, I think it was a, a fun series to watch, and Luca really did some amazing things. And as Suns fans, it's tough to talk about him, but he's a special guy. He is, yeah. I remember early on in this series, I was saying, I don't know, the Clippers might not be quite as good as we thought. But they came back and won pretty easily at the end of the day. So they're they're really good. Yeah, the the Clippers are solid, and this series against the Nuggets, you know, they could have closed the door on Friday night, but the the Nuggets have a big comeback, and uh, that series, as of recording, is at 3-2 in the Clippers' favor, so. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll win it. I want the Nuggets to win. I like that team. I, I really have started liking Jamal Murray. After seeing his interviews and seeing how he's had a few good games, I like Jamal Murray. He reminds me a little bit of Booker. They play kind of a similar game. Um, and Jokic, it's pretty amazing to see him like in such good shape, too. Yeah. So I've liked watching the Nuggets. Uh, I, I still think the Clippers will ultimately win, but it's been fun to see the Nuggets play. And yo, I used to... I'm a... I don't know how I want to say this. I used to really dislike Jokic because I thought he was lazy and a baby. But when he dropped, how many pounds did he drop? Who knows, but he looks good. Looks so good. And I mean, it, he's a guy I'd love to have on my team nowadays. He's oh, a, yeah. And I'm trying to pull up the quote. There was He had a really funny quote. He's had six blocks in the last two games or something like that. Uh huh. I'm I'm slamming through our NBA to find it. Yeah. I while you're see. well, while you're looking, uh, there's been a couple things that he's done that I have really liked. His no look passes. He's done this for a long time, but for some reason they're just looking even better. And I think what I hear what you're saying when you say he looks lazy. Everything he does is just so effortless. He doesn't jump very much. It's like LaMarcus Aldridge. He doesn't jump a whole lot either, but like even more so. Jokic will just stand and shoot, and you're just like, why is he doing that? And then he'll just go in, and he'll do it over and over and over and over again, and everything he does is just so effortless. Oh, I still can't find it, and I'm really upset, but it was something about how he had no idea how he had so many blocks over the last few games. And it's it must be because his vertical jump has improved by so much, but just just kind of like imagining him say that. Oh yes, in the last two days my vertical grew so much. It's amazing. I don't know how much I'm jumping so high. It's just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he just seems like a pretty funny guy and in interviews like I see him now and I just can't help to like him because Oh, he, he's a pretty darn likable guy. He's funny. Well, and I feel like, you know, there's this whole like NBA meme of going to the cheesecake factory. <laughs> I feel like that's just like 
Jokic. That's got Jokic <laughs> written all over it. I've heard, I think Zach Lowe has talked about this. Jokic like loves the Cheesecake Factory. And now that he doesn't have the opportunity to go there as much, we see his vertical jump improving. You know? There we go. He's going to be down to like just two bills flat, 200 <laughs> pounds sooner or later. Yeah. No, but the Nuggets have been fun. I, I really wish that it were 3-2 Nuggets. I mean, the Clippers are going to win this series, but the Nuggets have been fun. Yeah, I want this one to go seven. It seems, oh yeah, you know, it's possible that it could go seven, but maybe a little unlikely, but I'm that's what I'm rooting for so far here as we stand in the playoffs today. Yeah. All and right. Then, well, Lakers-Rockets, too. That's... I mean, there's some wild stuff going on there with former son, Daniel House, being asked to leave the bubble. We won't go too far into it, but not a good situation. Bringing in someone to his room for a couple hours who he wasn't supposed to have. I mean, this was kind of bound to happen. We talked about this a little bit, how, you know, we said early on, these guys aren't going to follow the rules. They're 20 something, maybe even younger guys who are in the prime of their lives. How are they going to follow all of these restrictions of not going anywhere and all of that? And, you know, we, we were a little bit right on that, but I, I feel bad for the whole situation. It's kind of funny. Just looking at the whole thing, bubble violations. This one probably takes the cake. Yeah. Number two is the Lou Williams chicken wings at the strip club yeah. deal. That, I, yeah. that was pretty funny. But then you got to go a long way down the line for number three, which was JaVale McGee stepping outside of the boundary to pick up a food delivery. No, that was Rashawn Holmes. Holmes. Another former Holmes. Star. My bad. Another I like that one. I like that one because... Kelly tweeted, Kelly Oubre <laughs> tweeted, oh, you can get Postmates delivered. And Rashawn Holmes was like, oh, great. The, food's, the food here has been terrible. And then he steps out of the boundary. I imagine a, a physical, like, painted line. And he's got one <laughs> foot on the inside and one foot on the outside grabbing it. And I just imagine a camera, like, you know, picking that up, an alarm going off, and Adam Silver's off. <laughs> LeBron's, That's or LeBron's hotel room. Maybe. Yeah, LeBron's room. Chris Paul making a call, probably. Uh, He's got drones flying around to call the the anonymous tip line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a year. I know. We've actually had less of these instances than I expected, I will say. Yeah, I mean, those top two, and then you got to go... Picking up a food delivery is the third worst thing to happen. So all in all, not bad. Not too bad. Yeah, it's been it's been nice to see these guys, you know, really focus on basketball. And I mean, we've heard the reason the Suns went eight no is there's no distractions. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to town Scottsdale on the weekends. That's right. Just playing basketball. It's like, oh, yeah, we're pretty good, actually. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. As our team grows up, they've moved from the ASU campus to Old Town Scottsdale. You got to appreciate that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah. I, mean, I want to say one last thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, over the years, you kind of get spurned when you see a guy who was on the Suns for a bit 
and now he's on a playoff team and he's playing well. Like Daniel House was on the Suns. We we could have kept him around if we really wanted to. Um, but this was the one that made me say, okay, that wasn't so bad. Because what a bonehead move. All in all, a married man with kids doing this. Just what a bonehead move. For your team, too. Like, that's secondary, but you, you screwed things for your team as well. That, man. Man. Yeah, let's... Yeah. I, we don't need to get into that. I don't need right. to. Well, I'm not applying to go on ESPN or anything. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, the Rockets did just lose to the Lakers, so that series is over. And Mike D'Antoni might be done as the coach of the Rockets. He has said he wants to keep coaching, whether it's in Houston or not. But we'll see. That, that'll be interesting because look at Houston's roster situation right now. Aimed for the small ball seven seconds or less deal. And are they going to get rid of him and have to reform the team around a new coach's liking? Uh-huh. Does that involve getting rid of Westbrook? Probably not Harden, but Westbrook. Who knows? That's that's going to be interesting. But I'd like to see D'Antoni stay in the league. I think he probably deserves that. And it seems like he's a guy... If you give him a chance to get his roster the way he likes it, he's going to turn you into a playoff team. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now we'll move it along to the East. And I don't have a ton to say about the East, to tell you the no, truth. I don't either. Um, the Bucks situation might be kind of fun to talk about. The playing Giannis so few minutes per game, your, your whole roster so few minutes per game in do-or-die playoff games, it, it seems so wild. I remember when Suns fans were calling for Budenholzer to be our head coach. I'm kind yeah. of glad that never happened because, look, as great as he is in the regular season with that roster, that was a disappointing way to go out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the Heat are a pretty good team, but yeah. the the Bucks easily could have won that series. I mean, you're not going to play Giannis over 40 minutes. Why not? You know? And, and then he, he has the ankle sprain, which I get, but it didn't need to get to that point. They could have maybe even had that series wrapped up earlier. Hmm. What about Eric Bledsoe? Do you feel any sort of way about this whole situation? Do you think any... How do you feel? I, I've never been a huge Bledsoe guy, so... I just don't really care about Bledsoe anymore. Like... Yeah. He's He's been so... I just feel like he's been super average, and he doesn't put in much effort. We saw it definitely in Phoenix, but I think we saw it a lot in Milwaukee, too. It just there's times where it just doesn't look like he's super excited to be there. I don't know. I've I'm not huge on Bloodsoe, but I used to really dislike him, and now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Maybe when he said I don't want to be here, he meant the NBA. Maybe I I should mention that he is a really good defender, and he's I think he made one of the all defensive teams. Yeah. So he he does put in effort. He's a good player. Yeah. But I don't know it. There are times, I know he's a quiet guy, but there's times where I just think, man, he just doesn't have a great attitude. Yeah, that's kind of a, the best way to put it. I, I think that he's in such a good position for himself mm-hmm. on that Bucks team. 
Yeah. You'd like to see uh, see him really dive into it, and then yeah, it seems like he never really did. Right. Yeah, but disappointing. Let's uh, let's bring Giannis to Phoenix though. Why not? I think he'd why not give it a shot. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, T.J. Warren, Jimmy Butler matchup. Pacers get swept. Yeah. You surprised about that or no? Are you surprised that T.J. Warren looked so great in the bubble, but then absolutely got quieted by the Heat? The Heat are really good. I, you know, I kind of forgot how good the Heat were. I, uh, the Pacers also lost Sabonis, which was really tough because he was one of their best players this year. Yep. So, you know, I'm not super surprised and. Uh, friend of the show, a real man's man at Josh Cran on Twitter. Happy birthday coming up Sunday, Ooh. September thirteenth is is the Joshridge's birthday. So happy birthday, Josh. He was telling me that Nate McMillan's record as a head coach was really rough. I think he won three playoff games in his time there and got fired right away. So didn't they extend him and then fire him? Didn't they just? <laughs> I think so. Something goofy like that. That just seemed yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. And another head coach vacancy to fill yep. this off season. That's right. Yeah, I've seen Chauncey Billups being thrown around for the Pacers head coach. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I also I... saw Ty Lue getting thrown out there. Yeah, I have... Ty Lue's thrown out there for every team that have ever yeah. has an opening. That's right. I like giving new guys a shot. Honestly, we've all these names that get thrown around. We've seen what they can do. They're not getting any younger. They're all just getting older. Why not give someone else with a great basketball mind a shot? There's a lot of guys who knows their who know their hoops. Yeah. And you know, it does take a, a while to put that into a into coaching form, like a teachable form, but. Some guys deserve the shot, just like Steve Nash just got. Right. Yeah. But we'll have to see, I suppose. And it's a. We'll end with this: the Eastern Finals. I want to say I. I saw this is the first time that a one or two seed isn't in the Eastern Conference Finals. We have the number five Heat versus the number three Celtics, and this mm. should be a great series. Yeah, I'm excited for this. The Celtics have looked good. Jason Tatum looked really, really good in the series against the Raptors. I was watching the uh, the last game of that series, Game 7, which it's amazing how it got there. That double overtime Game 6 was wild. Yeah. But in Game 7, Tatum just took over, and there was a point where the Raptors were shooting free throws. Or no, no, the, the Celtics were shooting free throws, and I think it was Grant Williams missed one. And the Raptors just were kind of nonchalant about boxing out. And Tatum just goes up a couple inches higher than everyone and grabs the offensive rebound and basically secures the game. And he just wanted it more than everyone else. That just, every time I think I see Jason Tatum do something good, I just think he wanted to come to Phoenix and we did all that garbage to get Josh Jackson here instead. I know. Oh, it hurts. It does. It hurts. I, I mean, Tatum's a great player, though, and that's, you know, I might be more salty about that than the Lucas situation, 100% honest, because I like Aiton. 
Yeah. I don't know that I can pick one that I'm more salty about, but Tatum's so good. And yeah. I guess we we did put in more effort to be to actively try to be bad in this situation with Josh <laughs> Jackson and Jason Tatum. So I guess maybe I'm a little bit more mad at that. Because yeah, Aiton is a good player. I mean, Luca, yeah, he's a generational talent. We don't need to be reminded. We all get it. But Aiton's still a good player. I mean, Josh Jackson is not a good player, and Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum is now like a superstar. Yeah. So, man, I, I should probably reread what exactly happened to. Was it Josh Jackson was instructed not to go to a workout with the Celtics? With the Celtics, yeah. So they may have taken him there, but didn't, especially because he. Yeah, that's just so. So bad to to remember it that way. Wow. Right, but I was thinking about it when I was watching this game. Jason Tatum was a guy who played at Duke and put up pretty good numbers. But I remember saying these Duke guys can be a little unpredictable sometimes. Like Jaleel Okafor, everyone thought he was going to be so good, and he did not turn out to be that great. We've seen some examples of Duke guys just not really translating super well to the NBA for whatever reason. Jason Tatum is not one of those cases, though. Yeah. Oh, I also just saw R.J. Barrett's rookie numbers being compared to Josh Jackson's rookie numbers. Yeah. And yeah. As a Knicks fan, I'd be a little worried about that. Oh, I would, too. That's a great example. Yeah. yeah those, those Duke players, man. Yeah, a little unpredictable sometimes. How about we try to make a prediction? Who wins the Eastern Finals, Heat or Celtics? Oh, this is so tough. I think it's going to go seven games. I hope it does. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great series. Oh, I just, they're both really good defensively. I think I give the Celtics just a slight edge. I think I'm giving the Celtics a slight edge too, but it's such a great matchup. Like I really want up and down the each each lineup each bench, it's gonna be a fun fun matchup to watch. Yeah, I would love to see the Heat go to the finals just for Goran Dragic and my boy Kelly Olynyk go Zags. It'd be cool to see those guys in the finals, especially Goran though. Yeah, and he's been playing so well too. I, he has. I'm, I'm I'm happy for him for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that. We'll move to the non-sports section of the show. We've got a good question today. If you were an office supply, what would you be? Hmm. I have a, a humorous one and maybe a more legitimate one. Okay. Humorous, though, how I've been feeling lately. I'd say I most relate to a paperweight Okay. Because I feel like I've just been doing stuff, and then when I get sat down somewhere, I just don't want to leave. <laughs> I, I do a great job holding down whatever I'm sitting on, so that's uh, how I've been feeling lately. But um, I'd say a copier, because I am um, – I, I might put out a challenge. I'm an extremely fast typer, and I've, I've been doing it – for years and years. So I feel like if I, I can just uh, reproduce whatever you give me very quickly. So I'm going with copier. That's true. You are a really fast typer. I thought I was a fast typer and you type like twice as fast as I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty wild. Um, this is tough. I don't. I don't know. I think I'm gonna go the stapler because I like to bring things together. I like to bring people together. I'm very social, and a stapler kind of brings everything together. I can I can agree with that. That makes sense. That's what I got. <laughs> You're good at uniting things, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I try to be. Or maybe, kind of like a like a a bell at the front desk. Okay. I could I could be a bell at the front desk. Yeah. Yeah. I that might see. not be the best office supply, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd even consider that an office supply, but we don't nah. need to get into semantics. Nah. <laughs> we really don't. <laughs> because this is where the show ends. We thank you guys for tuning in this week. Uh, check us out on social media at Sunny and PHX Pod. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope to see you back next week. Go Suns!